The Dinner That Ran Away by Carolyn Sherwin Bailey. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. It looks as if it was going to be a green Thanksgiving Day tomorrow, Mr. Sweet, the grocer, said, as he helped Bruce to load his express cart with the things for the dinner that he had just bought for his grandmother. The cart was pretty full to begin with, for a fat turkey sat up near the seat. There were some potatoes and a big winter squash back of him, and the bag of turnips. Now there were the sugar, the cranberries, raisins, and citron to go in, but Mr. Sweet was a wonder at packing. He put all the packages in so they would not spill, and then he smiled at Bruce and at Hiram, who had come downtown to help with a Thanksgiving marketing. "'Can you two fellows get home all right without a spill, do you think?' he asked. "'You know it is uphill all the way, and steep at that.' "'Oh, yes, thank you, Mr. Sweet,' Bruce said. "'We'll manage.' "'Ah!' said Hiram in a loud voice, to show that he would do his part. Hiram was Bruce's tame goat and he could pull a loaded express cart up almost any steep hill, the cord fastened to his harness. Off they started, and soon they left the shops behind, and started up Hilldale Avenue toward Grandmother's house. Tap-tap went Hiram's little hoofs on the sidewalk, and Bruce ran along beside, kicking the dry leaves that danced along beside him. Thanksgiving tomorrow, and roasted turkey, mashed turnips, cranberry sauce, and citrons and raisins in the fruit cake. No wonder Hiram's feet twinkled along so gaily, and Bruce drove him with a hop, skip, and a jump. All those good things to eat were right there in the cart. Up, up the avenue they climbed, and soon now they would be stopping with a flourish at Grandmother's kitchen door. Just before they reached the house, though, they came to Claire's house, and from her kitchen there drifted the sweetest kind of a smell. Boiling butterscotch, and Claire always wanted to share the candy that she made with Bruce, Perhaps she had telephoned to him while he was doing the marketing. Anyway, he decided to stop and see Claire for a few moments. He tied Hiram to the hedge and went in. Yes, that was just what had happened. Claire had telephoned over to ask Bruce to come and share the butterscotch, and she was so glad that it was not too late. They poured it out into pans, cut it into little squares, and then waited a while for it to cool enough so that they might eat some. I must go now, Claire, Bruce said at last. You see, Hiram and I have the whole Thanksgiving dinner out here in the road. But when they went out, Hiram and the dinner were gone. I tied him ever so carefully, Bruce said, almost ready to cry, for there was not a sight of the cart or the goat anywhere. We must look for it then, Claire said, and they went all the way to the bottom of the hill and as far as Mr. Sweet's grocery store, but not even a hair of Hiram or a single raisin was to be found. "'Oh, it's too bad, and it's all my fault, Bruce,' Claire said, "'for I was making candy and you smelled it. "'I'm going home with you and tell your grandmother all about it.' But it was long after the time when Bruce had been expected home when they did arrive. They had spent almost an hour looking for the Thanksgiving dinner that had run away. There was Mrs. Flynn, who came sometimes to help grandmother when she had a good deal of cooking to do in the kitchen. But she was not cooking. Oh, no, she was telling such a wonderful story that Grandfather was listening, and no one noticed Bruce and Claire as they came into the kitchen and listened, too. Not believe in fairies, Mrs. Flynn was saying, her Irish eyes blue and her wrinkled cheeks rosy with excitement. The fairies, this very day, just a bit of a while ago, brought me and Patsy and Ellen and little Bridget, 
such a thanksgiving dinner as we have not laid eyes on in years a fat turkey and potatoes and squash and turnips and all the makings of sauce and a pudding here were the children looking out of the window at the dinners going by and all at once a little express cart all alone of itself rolled up to our gate out ran patsy just in time to fetch it in such a dinner as we've never had in our lives before you don't say so grandfather said fine mrs flynn but odd i'm so glad grandmother said we were going to send some dinner down to you but it wouldn't have been all of that bruce and claire their eyes popping out of their heads went out into the back yard they didn't know what to say but just then hiram wandered in through the gate his mouth was red from berries he had been eating some green leaves hung from his whiskers and a bit of torn rope was around his neck hiram always did come home in the end and he never was able to hide anything that he had done hiram has been eating from our hedge bruce claire exclaimed and he gnawed the rope that held the cart bruce went on and then the thanksgiving dinner ran away down the hill to mrs flynn's house there at the beginning of the avenue claire giggled come on in and tell grandmother bruce said she will just be glad but we won't tell mrs flynn claire added we'll let her believe in the fairies and grandmother felt just the same way about it patsy needed a cart and grandfather said that bruce could have a new one and they would have a chicken pie for dinner how about hiram bruce asked it looks as if it was going to be a green thanksgiving day grandfather said you don't ever need to worry about a goat and out in the yard hiram answered bah end of the dinner that ran away by carolyn sherwin bailey read by colleen mcmahon